0: He is in the building. What's good, my brother?
1: Yeah, what's good, E?
0: Oh man, uh, it's been a... it's been a a, a rough uh ten days, what should we say, with the protests? Am yeah, I off We a can bit? Add it, By like and, day, uh, by like day five
1: and six, I was getting very, very worried.
0: Well, uh, we we're not out the woods yet. Um, they're gonna lay the man to rest tomorrow, uh, so um, I'm sure we'll be uh, hearing more protests. as Proceed. Um, can you hear me, Jeff? Yeah, loud and clear. We're also hearing about a lot of police reform. Um, on a federal level, uh, city level, and on a state level. We're also hearing about uh, defunding police departments. Um, I'm not sure how they're going about that. Um, I'm sure certain funds for law enforcement uh, are put in place, uh, has to do a lot with manpower, training, and uh, things of that sort. So uh, I haven't heard any specifics from Mayor de Blasio about where these funds are going to. So I know you did some research in this area. So um, I'll let you shed some light on it for us. Yeah.
1: So, you know, I've been reading various uh, articles in New York, specifically just New York. Uh, media, so Daily News, New York Post, New York Times, and, you know, they at first, Blasio said he wasn't going to defund the police at all. He didn't feel like the police department needed to do a budget cut because they have already had a cut prior year before this. Now, unfortunately, you okay. know, these protests, a lot of things have kind of went AWOL. And I guess he's getting a lot of heat from the Black Lives Matter movement and many would say that he's backtracked and said, you know what, I'm going to defund the police. And I'm going you know, when he says defund, that almost scared people. But what he really meant was he was cutting the budget. Now the, the, the okay. exact number is not, is not certain, but it can be anywhere from 10 to 25% for what we're being told. But let's just hope it's not too, too high of a number, but uh, you know, and that some funds will be moved to what he quote, social services, which is a very broad, you know, a, a very broad category because social services can be anything almost. Now, followed by that, he said that he was also going to cut the budget for education, which was very alarming. So the board of education is going to get a cut as well.
0: Okay. Um, I I really don't think you should be cutting education. Uh, now, do you have any numbers on the nypd budget so the, M- can,
1: the, the nypd's budget is $6. seven billion. Billions, yeah yeah they oh. they well that's including that's not city sorry i should actually be more specific with my data but 6.7 billion is the total funding they get and that's from the feds the state and the city
0: all together that's more than some countries <laughs> oh boy yeah, they're they're
1: well funded they're, they're very well funded and if you think about it now they have about 10% of the U.S. government's uh, military budget the military budget in the U.S. is roughly 600 something million dollars I'm um, billion dollars sorry and they have about 6.7 billion which means that they're almost sitting at the 9% mark of what this country's military budget is so that's a lot of money man for a police department
0: well um you would have to really do a forensic audit to see exactly how all those funds are being spent. So, um, Well, you know, that's a lot of
1: there's a lot of agencies that we know that exist in the NYPD. You know, counterterrorism is a is a heavy uh, funded division in the military. Uh, of course, there's still a lot of uh, a lot of funding in the narcotics part of the NYPD. So, you know, their you know. they're, they're form of DEA, I guess you would
0: say. Yeah, and under that you have school safety officers. You have traffic agents. So uh, it is broken down into a lot of subdivisions of the police department. You have, you know, you have towing. You, you know, you have mechanics. You have maintenance. You have clerical. They, they um, even have. Uh,
1: they even have harbor patrols. So you know,
0: correct harbor. So my thing is, when you're defunding, you're also taking away jobs as well.
1: Uh, Absolutely.
0: So if these jobs are not being lost due to attrition and you're taking away, then the city is going to be at a loss when you look at the population versus the amount of officers it takes to do the job effectively.
1: Yeah, right. Right. I, I agree. The thing is here is, I guess, you know, speaking, speaking like if I'm part of the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement thinks that we're over policed and they think that a lot of the policies that are in place with the NYPD right now, meaning that, you know, all the funds that are given to them is not going in the correct places and it's not being invested into the, the black communities and minority communities. So they they're saying that's the justified reason for why they need to fund the police. So in other words, they want to make the police department smaller for what they how they're coming off. But what they're saying is, no, it's not that we don't want police and we don't want the police to be smaller. We just want the money and the policy to be directly directly, um, you know, what, what would they say, transition to the black community? And I mean, I, I just don't get why this movement thinks that money is going to solve all our problems as minorities, because I, I just don't think it will.
0: Well, uh, with all movements, you you know, there's an objective. So,, uh, is it reform across the board? Um, with just police departments? Uh, I think reform could go across the boards with a lot of things, like education and and uh, upliftment of youth programs and job training, so you can probably ask for a lot of things when uh, you have a set agenda. Um I I don't know exactly what their gender is. I I know what they fight for, um and that's equality. They're against police brutality and and racism and, you know, all the other isms that come with the this country and the um that's been there for quite some time. so there are a lot of injustices, but I have you know, I guess maybe I have to do some research myself and and see their their bullet their bullet list of of uh, items that they would like to achieve. Um, have you done any research on this on your end? I can't really say. I have seen anything of late, but if you can add something to it, I'd definitely like to hear it.
1: Yeah, I can definitely do that. Um, So Governor Cuomo on his Twitter and Facebook account had posted these four bullet points of what exactly the movement is asking for. And um, if you don't mind, I'll read it out to you. Go right ahead. Uh, Uh, they said, so New York State must pass the Say Their Name reform agenda. Now, the Say Their Name reform agenda, of course, is referencing all the blacks in this country that have lost their lives in the hands of the police brutality. So, you know, the the likes of uh, Trayvon Martin, for example, Eric Gardner and the late uh, George Floyd and several others that, you know, we could spend a whole hour naming all the lists. So, you know, without further ado, I'll continue. But Um, the first bullet point says make police disciplinary records transparent, which means banning the 50 a legislation in Albany. I will will touch on the 50 a legislation in a bit, uh, ban chokeholds, which I'm a little confused. I guess not all state departments are banning chokeholds. I have to do more research on that, but I know in NYPD.
0: Well, definitely uh, chokeholds need to be banned uh, in all law enforcement. You should not be choking anyone. I mean, I I really don't see uh, chokeholds coming into play when trying to police any community. And I'm I'm sure they weren't taught how to choke people in the academy. Um, but, But carry on.
1: These are the four main points that they're trying to uh, pass right away. in Walden.
0: Well, um, so have you heard anything from our uh, legislators on the state or city level? I'm sure uh, if the mayor is thinking about this, I'm sure the city council had to weigh in on this matter as well.
1: Uh, the, the mayor, for the most part, has been actually very quite quiet about this issue as far as the 50A reform. I guess he's leaving it up to Governor Cuomo, who said he's in support of it. Governor Cuomo's 100% said he would sign the 50A repeal legislation. However, Albany seems to be dragging their feet uh, about this issue. And even some local reps in our community are dragging their feet. But um, I just want to touch on one thing, if you don't mind.
0: Sure. Go ahead. Uh,
1: I, I have a problem with two of the bullet points. And the first bullet point I have a problem with is the to prohibit false race-based 911 reports and make them a crime. It's a very broad statement, what they're saying. Now, I understand that there's been a lot of what they're now calling a lot of these white women who are calling the cops on black men, Karens. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I guess when Karen calls with her dog in Central Park and says a black man is threatening her life or whatever, absolutely, I support that that is wrong. And, yeah. and that should not happen. But it's it's a thin line here when we're talking about now a real crime now. And does this apply to all races of people or does this only apply to black people? I mean, this only applies to white people against black people. Sorry.
0: Well, it should and, should apply to, to anyone that's race-baiting, uh, false crimes calling up to 911. Now, we know it's mainly been called on people of color, yes. But, I, but I now, guess- what
1: exactly... What what exactly is a race bait, though? You know what I mean, now If I have to give a description to the nine one one operator, and the person just happens to be black, and they're really committing a crime on me, well, what's going to happen?
0: Well, if they're committing a crime, that's a different story. But if you're you're lying, then you know that now it's a it's going to become a crime now, because you're wasting the police. And what,
1: what if they're what if they're found
0: not guilty? Well, then uh that that's that's what you get lawyers for to to fight it out in court but uh if you're unjustly calling up on someone based on the color of their skin um it's going to be a crime now and that's the way they're looking at it i don't think no one whether you're you're asian hispanic black indian white no one should be called up on because you happen to dislike a different race, or you know, someone's uh, a religion, or whatever your prejudice, or biases, or bigotry uh, is from, keep it to yourself. Talk to yourself. Become your own personal Hannibal Lecter, but uh don't waste the police time and and uh and possibly getting someone of color killed for your ignorance.
1: Right. Well, I, you know, that's I think that's the reason why they're really stressing this bullet point and. You know, this is where I say there's a lot of flaws with this bullet point is because unfortunately, though, let's say someone did falsely accuse a black person of a crime and then the police respond and that black person ends up dead by the police. I mean, that's still a lot of the fault cannot be put on that, Karen, that a lot of the fault still has to be based off police. But I feel like they're broadly making it seem like, uh, oh, well, you know what? Every cop that's called is going to kill a black man if it's like, you know, and, and it's just like at a, at a certain point, though, there's a thin line here, you know. Um, I mean, I know I don't have much experience in this in this in this field of study. I guess I I don't think it happens as often as a black man being randomly stopped by police in the street. I think that's more of a bigger threat. But
0: right, but but every now and then you get these idiots. They pop up not just in New York, all over the country. Nothing else better to do, you know. Uh, you can't go jogging. You can't sit in the Starbucks. You can't tie your shoe. You know, we can't chew gum. You know, it's just, you know, pure ignorance. And all of it has racial undertones. For somebody to go through that much time and energy to falsify something, to try to bring uh, harm to life difficult, just because their biased, bigoted uh, lifestyles. So maybe it is time to put an end to it. And I agree. I have no problem with that.
1: No, and I don't don't disagree with any of these bullet points per se. I just hope that, and when we're talking about legislation here, and I think a lot of people don't really understand what goes into these legislations, like you're going to have to be very, very clear and very precise on the language that you use when you write these bills, because before you know it, this will this will turn into a bigger target for black people. Now, what if me as a black man decides that I want to call the cops on a white person? And, and you know, now they'll find a way to say, oh, well, you know what? Uh, uh Billy here didn't do anything wrong, really, even though Billy did do something wrong to me. But for some reason, Billy's privilege is 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 uh his word means more than mine. So you know what the hell with Jeffrey? And you know. Now, I'm being falsely accused, and now I'm being put up for prosecution.
0: Well, and ain't one think of that. Well, that's where those phones come in handy <laughs> with the record book. <laughs> right. So uh, you know. and and we're in an age where everything is is turned into like a uh, you know, enemy of the state, you know, Everyone has their cameras out. You're gonna see more and more people with dash cams. You're going to see people with hidden cameras, cameras in their glasses, anything to protect themselves. You know, so they're going to be walking around eggshells because they're not going to want to say anything or they're going to watch their actions because you don't know who's hitting that record button. Right. And I think that's a blessing more than it
1: is a curse in this society these days. Like the camera phones have really been probably one of the greatest inventions of the 21st century and it shows here because just imagine if we didn't have these things nobody would probably have heard of george floyd
0: oh there would be a lot more uh one would know about you know not just the camera phones like social media has just changed the way we live but it's
1: insane because i remember when we all were supporting body cameras and Make sure you cop watch and bring out your cell phones, and for some reason, it doesn't seem like it it stops these police from doing what they're doing. And now, let me not generalize and say all police, but the bad cops seem to not be phased by the cameras being on them, and that's a big that that's a big uh, red flag for me.
0: Well, that's true. Now, now, when you know that there's so many phones out there, you you would think that. Anyone would be a little more cognizant of their actions because they're with their hand on that button and they're required. some that you don't see, you don't know. Someone could be in their window or just pull over, sitting in their car, you have no idea of who's watching you, and that's not even to talk about the surveillance cameras that are all over the city, but um. I, I think I, I think our city council, Roy Johnson, or uh, I think a lot of them, and uh, this defunding of uh, of the NYPD.
1: Well, well, yeah, it's definitely a progressive agenda. Now, I would like to consider myself someone who halfly supports the progressive movement because there definitely needs to be a shaking in the po- political realm, and I know we're going to touch on that in a little bit, but. I just want to go to the last bullet point of this legislation they're trying to pass. And I'm just going to tell people how this doesn't really seem to be very logical, in my opinion, because knowing my understanding of politics and I've been in the belly of the beast, you know, I worked in city hall, so I know how a lot of this stuff works. And this is a pipe dream. They're trying to sell people when they say, oh, well, the attorney general must act as an independent prosecutor to the police. I'm, I'm sorry, It's it, that's utopic wow. it's not going to happen wow. now, even if you pass that legislation, there's no way you can prove that the Attorney General is being completely unbiased in here, because I'm going to be honest with you, man, they're still elected officials they're still political activists, and now you're going to have to now go through all their finances and see if the police union has been funding them has been funding their campaigns what? And there's no way in hell That that's going to work You're going to need And I, and of course this is going to hurt The constitution a little bit Now this will be tried in court My idea is that you need An independent agency To investigate These crimes as well So the, the AG is not taking power Away from the AG The AG can still do their investigation But then you'll have an independent right, source On the outside that will do Their own investigation as well And let's see who comes up with something that may be be conclusive or inconclusive. And then the grand jury can now decide by both investigators how they're going to prosecute.
0: Very true. Well, I've been hearing a lot of talk back and forth. I I think our uh, public safety czar had something to say about this. Uh, Councilman Richards, I think he weighed in on... uh, Defunding uh, the NYPD. I think. uh, Well, you
1: know, Councilman Richards has, you know, me as an intern for him. I could say that he's very passionate about, you know, these topics around police brutality and the Black Lives Matter movement. And he's very passionate about it. But sometimes me and him didn't always see uh, eye to eye on 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 some of these issues because. I understand his point of view. I understand as a person of color as well that I can be a victim and that I'm not looked at as equal. But to me, man, and always to me, and I have even told him this, that sometimes you come off as a cop hater. And I think it's important that we still have love for some police. Now, I know you may not agree with me, Ed, but I think we should still have some type of love there for the police because I I don't I can't imagine my life without them.
0: am here's, here's the thing, you, you know, in the world we live in today, you you, uh, you need law enforcement. Um, the sad thing about it is you do have some that wear the badge that should have never made it an investigation. Uh, so if you have hatred and and uh and, and racist, uh, ways and, and you dislike others or, or you're homophobic or, or, or true religious reasons, or you just, you're just, a um, a person who maybe just has a racial, uh, animosity towards others, you should not be in law enforcement. You actually make the career bad for the cops that go out there and do the right thing. So when incidents like what happened with floyd occur uh you kind of make their job a hundred times harder because now everyone is painting every officer with the same brush and we know damn well it's not all police officers i have friends that have family members in law enforcement and we know it's not all of them. Just like in, in every uh, school across America, you have really good teachers and you have some horrible teachers. Right or wrong, Jeff? I, I agree. You know, so you can't uh, paint everyone with that same brush. However, people are tired. They're sick of the same thing happening over and over and over again. Now, let's go back to 2008. When the FBI handed President Obama a report stating that white supremacists were penetrating law enforcement nationwide and something needs to be done about it. That was in 2008. And now we're seeing the remnants in 2020. Now, I don't know what was done, but I know damn well it wasn't enough because look at where we at today just just I, I mean you know
1: it's, it's very hard to
0: it's very hard for us
1: to find that out uh, that information out because you know the fbi is very secretive of their investigations i know they are listed as the, the kkk is listed as a terrorist group now through my research so they they're listed as a domestic terrorist
0: group now well you won't you won't hear that come out of the president's mouth but he'll call black lives matter a terrorist organization real quick but he won't call the Klan, skinhead, white supremacists, white nationalists. He won't call them out. I call that hypocrisy. Well, I know he's
1: called. I know he's called Antifa, a terrorist organization. I don't believe he's called Black Lives Matter, a terrorist organization. I have to look that up. But I think he, that would be very that would be very alarming if he
0: did. I'm almost certain those came off his Twitter fingers at one time or another. I'll go back and double check. Yeah,
1: probably. I I mean I, I yeah, you could double check. I mean, I'm I i do not know, man. That would be very devastating because and then, that White House would probably be burnt down by now if he said that.
0: Let, let me tell you something. He his fingers are dangerous. And he's fanning the flames of hatred every day. When he mm, said, Yeah.
1: I, mean, I think we all know why he's doing
0: this. He knows exactly what he's doing because these are his dog whistles.
1: Well, not only that, he's he's trying to cause a distraction and chaos to try and deter
0: the elections. Well, you know what? I think Americans are far smarter than he's given them credit for. And I think they're starting to wake up and see the bullshit. Now, even even
1: in his own camp, I can see some people in his camp are waking up.
0: Exactly. Well, if you look at all the generals and uh, admirals that left the cabinet that were on the Joint Chiefs of Staff, it's at least a dozen of them, and they're all Republican, and they're all coming out against him. So, But he calls them rebel generals, and he has all of these euphemisms and names to call them, but he was a draft dodger. You know, he didn't want to go to Vietnam. You know, he's like a toy soldier. He's that kid that plays with the little soldiers. Nerve to disrespect generals and admirals. Men who went to war, you know, men who got scars, you know, veterans that are coming home maimed and, and limbs that are missing. And he has some nerve. He, I, You know what? He shouldn't even be a commander in chief. That's how I feel about it. If if you had. I, I was always I, I
1: always agree with
0: that. If you have the ability to send men to war, then maybe you should have wore the same uniform. Simple as that. You know, I, I always felt like the president should have
1: never had that power to begin with. And I think that's one of the mistakes that the founding fathers did. I, I, I don't see why a president should have any say in military affairs. And I'll tell you well, why. Congress
0: declares war. Mil- Not the.
1: Right, right. But, you know, the president still gets to sit in the room with all the generals in the Pentagon and still, you know, commander in chief. So. Even if the head, admiral says that, OK, this may be a better idea, a president could just override the admiral's idea. And I just say, look, the president, most presidents in the United States have no military background whatsoever. <laughs> and, and, and I don't think they should be making any decisions when it comes to war. It should be left to just decide between people who are actual soldiers.
0: Correct. Well, we're not in that situation right now, uh, which is very dangerous.
1: Oh, man, you, you, you think we're not
0: it's it, it, it's 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 very dangerous right now and i'm hoping uh things kind of slow down a little bit so everyone can gather their thoughts and start thinking you know because it, it's very frightening what we have going on today on on top of uh 19 you know now we have everyone in the streets protesting, you got riots, you got agitators, instigators, you name it. There's a lot of movement being going on. It's somewhat dirty, nasty agenda. I'm sure you can agree with me on that, Jeff.
1: Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, it's very alarming because things have escalated very quickly, and um, it's almost like someone was sitting back and waiting for that that moment.
0: Many. Sent
1: out. Because they acted way too quickly, man. Like, dude, that was a heavily organized event 10 days ago. Like, holy cow, man. The whole entire country was like on one accord. If only we can get together doing other things.
0: Well, here's it. Th- Social media has changed the way we communicate. And the message can get out to millions very fast so uh the way americans are organizing these protests it's amazing thousands of people all across america multiple cities at once um and that's a lot for law enforcement (laughs) Um, and that's why a lot of the cities have called national guard Um, you know i respect the protests but i don't respect looters don't like the agitators, you know, that want to take away from the true meaning of the protests. So these people.
1: Well, you know, I, I just don't get it, man, with these people who sympathize with those looters. You know, they say there's this nonsense about, oh, you got to understand the anger. Well, I could be angry, Ed, but does that give me an excuse to go out there and do whatever the hell I want aside from this issue just because I'm angry?
0: You're right, but those are just opportunists. they into reason to loot. And
1: That's I- it. And I'm going to be honest with you. Most of those people out there looting, they're not economically and struggling or anything. Most people who are thieves turn out to be people who have a lot of stuff. Cool. Ready people steal.
0: Well, you know you what, a
1: Christopher Columbus?
0: He's the number one thief, you know. But we'll, we'll hold off on that one uh, for now. But well, let's get back to defunding police. You got to really look at that one closely. Because you have to look at the population of a place like New York City or Los Angeles or Chicago. If you start taking away the needed funding, then you decrease manpower. And then when you decrease manpower and you have these officers out there and they can't handle a situation, now you have a morale issue. Which will affect the way an officer is handling himself when he's in one of these situations where their mind has to be fine tuned especially when you're at uh, protests and rallies and, you know, your senses, you're, you're heightened. The adrenaline is running, you know, so resources are needed to police major cities. Now we don't live in Mayberry, you know, and (laughs) we need a police department. Seriously. There are a lot more things going on than just protests You know, you have terrorism, you have drugs, you have all kinds of things going on. You know, you just got your career criminals, you have gang activity, you name it. All under the under the the guise of 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 crime. So at the end of the day it's interesting. Interesting assessment. Yeah, at the end of the day, I really think that police departments nationwide need to do a better job of screening. I feel personally. The minute that you put your $60 or $65 check to the Department of Finance saying that you want to be a police officer, immediately look at those social media profiles. You find out if you got a skinhead or a Klan member or any party from any radical organization. You got to look at them closely. Well, how about just conducting a background
1: check before they're able to take the exam?
0: Well, here's the thing. Once you call and you start the background investigation, you could probably just start deleting your profiles. But once you send that.
1: Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Start it before they take the exam, because you're not even going to become a police officer until you do well on that exam. The
0: minute the minute it's sent in, you start looking at those profiles. And weed them out, because a lot of hateful people, they speak anger on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram any other kind, you know, they got all kind of little splinter websites that we don't even know about. There's a, a whole subculture underground, you know, where they communicate and spew their, their ignorance and hatred. You know, you would think in, in 2020 we are beyond that, but you know, it's, well, you know, I think, I think I should bring this up though while we're
1: at it. And, um, you know, I, I actually troll a page on a website that is part of a white hate group. Which one is that? And, and it's called Storm. Oh, I heard of that one. And, and you know, Stormfront, now I'm going to tell people why I have an account with Stormfront. And I will pretend to be a white supremacist on Stormfront. Oh. And I will say things about black people that are very mean and cruel. And that's to just get myself into the threads in the door. I need to keep an eye on my enemy. Makes a lot of Now, I'm going to tell people right now, i found people on Stormfront that live in my community and our police officers. Really? Absolutely. Now, do I know who they are? Of course not, because everybody uses aliases like me on there. Hmm. But they told me they were from the area.
0: That's very frightening, <laughs> you know, to, to have... Uh some sick bastards like that um, behind a badge. That's very frightening to say the least. But be careful over there. I understand what you're doing. You're paying attention to to your enemy because these are just uh, people that really don't have good common sense. um, And they just, they're fueled by hatred. And that's a problem in America because, you know, how can we all go to a football game or a basketball or a baseball game and we cheer and, and when there's a, a series where everybody's jumping up and down at the ticker tape parade, yet you harbor so much hatred.
1: And, you know, I was telling my boy this, man, I'm like, yo, when we go to those Mets games we go to those jets games and we're having a great time together. A lot of people are not really paying attention to who you are at that point. It's more of like, I'm a Mets fan, you're a Mets fan, and we're we're enjoying the moment because our team is doing well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has to do, you know, sports, uh, togetherness, any type of team-oriented thing can really, really help bridge the gap because let's say you didn't know who I was, but we have a mutual interest. And we may have never agreed on certain political aspects or or beliefs or religion. And you know, we found a mutual ground where we, we both love football. And now we just talking about football. And then now it's just about, all right, where you're from, what's your name? And I'm black, and maybe you're white. This is just an example. And I I mean, I just think the world, these I just think people. Let me not say the world. People just need to be better. I think everyone, from black, white, to Hispanic, to Asian, to Indian, or whatever you self-identify yourself as, we just got to be better people, man. I, I we we got to learn how to love each other and find mutual ground. But you
0: know what, Jeff? Guess what? Hatred is taught on the couch and at the dinner table. It's learned behavior because no child comes into this world with anger and hate in their heart. They hear it from their parents. And then, you know, they go up as they get older and, you know, now you have social media or even on video games, you hear some of the most horrible things over those headphones sometimes, you know? And there are a lot of malicious and evil in this world. So we're not gonna change everyone. But we can surely try to bring. cause see the younger generation, Jeff. They're watching us, and I think right now we're poor role models because they're seeing how we handle our problems.
1: Well, I'm I'm gonna keep it real with you, man. I don't think I don't think your generation is such poor role models because I'm gonna say this. No um, right. You know, and I not know. right now. We are. Oh, well, you're talking in the now, but I mean, you know, you've you've lived on this planet for a pretty good significant amount of time.
0: You know, and
1: I cannot sit up here and say as a young man right now, as 25 years old, born in 1995, that I, I'm sorry, man, this is my personal take and people are going to take this wrong, man, but I don't think I had it as bad as you did.
0: Well, it all depends on where you go yeah. and where you travel right well
1: you know i'm just talking about systematically i mean you know you guys had a lot of hurdles to get over that i don't even have to fight for anymore because of you guys
0: well guess what we just regressed we 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 just went back into the 1960s
1: man you know i I guess i don't want to i guess i don't want to admit that reality yet but i still feel like i had a lot more opportunities at 25 than you did at my age
0: opportunities yes and, and and it's getting better over time. However, relationship-wise, we're back in the 60s. Because now everybody's walking on eggshells. You have people of different races losing their friends on social media because either someone of a different race said something you didn't like or someone of a different race didn't say anything at all. So now everybody's looking at each other with those bugged eyes like, I wonder how this person really feels. Because you didn't say this or you didn't say that. Now, I'll give you one example. All of these NFL players were speaking out. And it was going all over Instagram. And a lot of them didn't want to play. And a lot of them said they were all going to take a knee during the National Anthem. And they demanded that the NFL speak out against what is going on. And what did the commissioner do, Jeff? he spoke out. So now we're starting to understand and if anybody understands or maybe need to educate themselves on what taking a knee means and why soldiers do it, they will understand why Colin Kaepernick took a knee because it had nothing to do with disrespecting a flag. That was against police brutality. And here we are now, revisited, a uh, hundredfold, burning protests worldwide. Where do we go from? Yeah, no, I'm
1: so sad, man, because these cities that are burnt down are beautiful cities, man. I've, I've had the privilege at young to travel across this country, man, and, and, and look at the beauty of America. I'm just talking about landscape-wise. You know, we live in a beautiful country, people. Well, why can't we have beautiful thinking? Why can't we have forward thinking? You know, it kind of hurts me, man, because I I wasn't raised to hate, man. You know, and even though all the things that these people's ancestors done to my grandparents and great grandparents, you know, I, I feel like I have a right to be angry, but I don't I don't hold these people no grudges against these people because a lot of them, they weren't here to make those decisions, but, but, you, know, but you know what they can do? They can start acknowledging and changing that thinking.
0: But, but you know what, man, on top of race, I think race is that boogeyman, but behind race, the bigger boogeyman is economics. And there's a great divide in America between the haves and the have-nots.
1: I'm glad you touched that, man, because I think that's what this is more of. I don't think this is a white versus black fight anymore, man. I think this is a people versus system fight. And what I mean by people is you can be white and you may still be getting screwed by the system. You just don't realize it yet.
0: I agree with that too. I think they're playing all of us like suckers. So while... Going yeah, at each other. Yeah. Who's behind the scene, passing bills, calling shots, making shady deals? While we're against one another. And yeah. we don't one of my favorite comedians, man. One of my favorite
1: comedians said this the great, the great George mm. Carlin. It's a big and club. You ain't in it. And you, I <laughs> and you ain't, ain't it. in
0: it. Very smart comedian. Most comedians are, you know, a lot of people don't give them uh, the level of respect and the intelligence that they have because we're busy laughing. We just got to sit back and think about what the hell they're saying. Chris Rock is really good at it. Dave Chappelle is really excellent. Richard Pryor, you know, the list goes on. Paul Mooney, they all drop bombs. But when you stop laughing, maybe it's time to start thinking about what they're saying. exactly because that's all political we're, we're, we're at a tipping point right now you know and cooler heads need to prevail because the republic is in trouble right there is no democracy people we living in dangerous times and we got to we got to get it together but the weakest part of the problem is our representation in washington i think they need term limits in the house of representatives because they're there too long and they can't seem to sit down across the table and do their jobs so are you there to pass legislation and make the lives better for the american people are you there to just stroke your egos And get taken care of by the lobbyists. There's a problem. There's a big problem. And it's not just in Washington. It's on the state level. And it's on the city level. I say all politics are local. Who said that? Tip O'Neill. Excellent book. All politics are local. So we need to start cleaning out. And, to, and Tip O'Neill happened to be a Republican. That well, doesn't mean you, you can't write a good book, you know. Um, and it was a good book. Right. But uh, book. I, think, I think we need to start on the city level, clean house, go the same thing with the state level, and move right on up. I think it's time for fresh blood, new ideas, and a different approach. If you are sitting in Washington for 40 and 50 years, that's a problem. That's a problem. If you're in the Senate, what do you get? Three two-year terms or whatever in the House, or vice versa, however, however it is. But I don't think you should be sitting there for an entire generation. Man, the Speaker of the House okay. is 80 years old. The
1: President of the United States is 74. the 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 current the current presidential candidate for the Democratic Party is 77 well, years old. To, to be honest with you. And this is not a this is not a knock on old people at all because I think there's a lot of great older people that are great res- representatives but man this's got to get some diversity in age. The average age of Congress is 55 years old. I mean that's just not good. That means we're stuck in the past man it's old ideas
0: and that's because there are no term limits there so they can continue to run over and over uh if nobody runs against them they'll just sit there and you know, that that's that's a problem that's a problem we see in our nation and and jeff i i really feel like in in my kids generation there may be a third party that's going to come up and challenge both of these parties because i I think both of them are failing the american people miserably they can't sit down and pass budgets they want to shut down the government you know Nobody gets along. I mean, it, it's, you know what? You know what it is? Trump bought reality TV to government. And it's. It,
1: and I think, yeah, and I think the one thing we could say about him as his presidency, he kind of exposed what we all knew existed.
0: Well, I look at it as somebody throwing gasoline into a goddamn fire. That's what he's been doing. Right. And,
1: and But you got to think about it too, though, man. Who put him up to this, man? Because someone that already has everything that they need in life does not just decide to run for president and let's just cause chaos. Well,
0: what do they say? NPR, money, power, respect. I assume he had the money, but he won't show his taxes. I assume he has the respect but he just wanted the power. He has that, what you call that super ego, that, that level of...
1: Right, because he wouldn't be president if he did That didn't level have of narcissism
0: respect. that goes beyond anyone's tolerance level. So, now, what do we have? We have a, a, a powder keg and somebody's just striking matches in the wrong places. And here we are today. So um, I can't even begin to think, I just know on November 3rd, we need to come out and get rid of him. He needs to be not elected into office again. That's it. Exercise your right to vote, even on the local level. We have some politicians here in New York City that we need to get rid of because they're not doing their job. They're failing the people. Look at our communities look at what we should have to what we have look at our streets I can't
1: give it people right need to look, people need to look people need to look beyond color as well man cuz we got some
0: black sellouts in our community oh yeah we got a lot of sellouts out here right, you, you look at it. i've been here for 14 years and this is the first time that we can drive our car down the street without falling into potholes and craters. There are streets in back of me that have been like that from the 80s. And our councilman Richards came to us five years ago with all the department commissioners and promised in front of about 30 homeowners that he would fix all of our side streets after this capital improvement project was done, Jeff. So when I asked him when it was done, All of a sudden, uh, oh, there's a, there's a cap, there's no, there's sewers back there. We don't need a capital improvement back there. What we need is some goddamn streets that the kids can walk across safely and people can drive their vehicles over. Because guess what? We pay taxes. And the same way the streets look over here that that, that you see in Brooklyn Heights or, or Park Slope, we need the same shit here. And when your politicians fail to produce, it's your job to get rid of them. Uh, well said. That's it. Vote. Early voting starts what? On the 13th. Everybody come Next out. Friday. You know, just take a look at your neighborhood and wonder why you don't have a Trader Joe's or or a place for your kid to go to uh, bounce you, you know, or or or, or, or Starbucks or all those little simple things. Because it comes to economics when you don't have a balance of economics in your area, those corporations do their homework, and when they see those numbers are not there, guess what, Jeff? They're not coming to town. They're not coming to town.
1: Well, you know what? I was gonna I was gonna bring that up on our next episode where we we're gonna start talking about how you know blacks, Hispanics, and all minorities need to now build their community in a way. So I've been looking into something and, you know, I'm not going to touch on it too much because it's going off topic a little bit, but since you brought up the franchises like Starbucks and things like that, I've actually, you know, me being, having a business degree, I've, I've actually been thinking about opening up a franchise out here and you actually don't need to actually have all these things to be, to, to make a franchise. If you live in your own community, you can reach out to a Starbucks, a Dunkin' Donuts or you know, I'm just bringing up examples. I know we got a bunch of them out here, but you, know, you can reach out to a Chipotle. You can reach out to a Trader Joe's, and you can say, hey, I have interest in opening up a franchise okay. in my community. And you're an owner. I mean, yeah, you got to pay franchise fees and taxes, but at the end of the day, you're an owner of a business, and you can provide this to your community. If you know there's a demand and a need, and you have the connections within your own community, reach out. Tell them you want to start one. And for what I heard, a lot of franchises, you only need about five grand. Run to the bank okay. and get a loan.
0: And that's true. So we have a few banks here. You know, we got a Chase and, you know, uh, uh, a lot of banks have left the area. You know, uh, we got a Bank of America over here. But how come we don't have any black banks over here? We got black 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 representation. We, we, we have... Uh, politicians that, that share banking. Why don't we have a black bank here? You got one in bed for Stuyvesant, you got more, I think, two in bed. I think we don't have uh, it's a lot more We don't have one trucking. credit union bank out here. We have one hospital that's been failing for decades.
1: Lots of city workers, lots of city workers here. I wonder why there's no MCU
0: here because your electors have failed you. Whatever you don't have, all you gotta do is when you go in that booth to vote, that's your answer right there. Whatever you don't see, whatever you always wanted, when it's time to vote, use the power of the pen. There's no reason why there should be so many failing schools over here. But everyone acts like it's okay. We've been waiting for a school for 14 years. Not a shovel has hit the ground. But you're adding 30,000 more units on, on the peninsula with one failing hospital. But no new schools. And now you have our coming, adding hundreds more. How the hell are you going to sustain that many people? Do you see what COVID-19 did to Rockaway? You got to be out of your goddamn mind. Anyone to continue to vote for the people that's doing this to your community is a goddamn fool. That's right. I said it.
1: I can't disagree with you there, brother. I mean... At at this time, people, people got to understand that we're at a crossroads. We're going to have to do things that we're not going to want to really do. We got to be open to the
0: elected accountable. Make them put their.
1: This is no time now to sit back and be and be quiet and 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 complacent and think that everything. You
0: can come out and protest. Come out and vote, too. I understand the anger. I understand why you protest we invited every politician to come to the Floyd Memorial. So everyone was there, pay attention who was not there. Pay attention who did not show up. Don't give away your power. And you can use your power when you go into that booth. It's not a game anymore. It's really about life and death. Think about your children's future. Fight for I'm your kids. Don't let them walk.
1: And if even if you ain't got kids, think about the generation behind you. you. Don't you to want to leave up. a better
0: life? You have to stand you up. Had? You have to stand up. Don't fall for the bullshit anymore. Take back your community. Because
1: this, this is our time. This is our time. You Come to community board
0: meetings. Raise fucking hell and get rid of these shitty ass elected officials. I don't give a shit where you live, whether you're in Brooklyn, Rockaway, or the Bronx. If your shit is burnt down and you don't have nothing there, think about your representation. It's time to send them packet. And you know what, Jeff? We're gonna have to save this for another episode because I'm getting hot. Yeah,
1: no, I know, I know, man. It's it's a very it's a very challenging time, and people just really don't understand what's at stake here. And and we we really this is not to be over dramatic or people saying that we're being being tinfoil hat people. No, man, this is the time now to demand change. And you listen, it's time, it's time. America has to change. This is not just here in Rockaway. It's not just New York City. It, it, it it's not it, just
0: man. New York. I think you should consider running. Pick, pick any, pick any, pick any of them. Pick any off.
1: Well, I'm the type of one where I like to start small and learn what no. I have to learn
0: and make yeah. the bottom up. And yeah. I have been, I have yeah. been thinking. I have the youngest man, about Jeff. What, what is he like?
1: Yeah.
0: Under thirty. I forgot. You, you sent me an article. I forgot where he is.
1: Be eight. You could be you eighteen know, years old and run for office. It's time. Imagine, you, imagine you get right out of high school, and you go ahead and say, "You know what, man? I'm going to run for city council."
0: Listen, we got a lot, a lot of young people out here with potential that are running for offices, and I wish them the best because it's time for some new blood, some new ideas. And it's time to change the game. The time is now. Time has never been more critical than it is today in 2020. Start locally. Start locally. And you work your way up. Process of elimination. I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. You cannot sit back and not vote in 2020. You cannot sit back and not vote in 2020. I repeat, you cannot sit back and not vote in 2020. Your ancestors fought for you to have the right to exercise that power. And, and, and be aware, too, guys, if it
1: doesn't affect you, then what do you got to lose? You still use your voice and you still side with those who don't have, exactly. who, who are struggling, who just need a the
0: you have the power to change things. And the time is now. We're at the tipping point right now. But you know what? Fifty nine, fifty two, Jeff, it was real. It was a pleasure talking to you. But on that note, we're out of here. Absolutely, man. Right. Peace.